podcast as always my name is ryan and i'm joined by andy hey all right if you enjoy our content head on over to geekade.com where you're going to find podcasts on video games music comics tv movies and so much more geekade.com what's your geek well another episode we uh in full disclosure to our listeners we had been to prepare we ambitiously talked about meeting and um, prepping, kind of reformatting, revitalizing, retooling <laughs> the show. So we thought, what better way to do that than in between episodes, get online and play a video game as a group. Um, and for whatever sick, sad reason, we chose Power Wash Simulator. You figure, you know, that's just one that you could just chill out and talk about some other things, you know? Right. Not a lot going on. You go zen. You just you just have conversations all well intended. Um, we got about an hour in roughly, I'd say to this mission had been BSing and joking the whole time before really getting into any productive conversation. And um, <clears throat> we got to 85% of the level completion when my internet provider decided to just screw me royally. Um, so I lost all my hard work from what I understand you and Biff got a platinum trophy yeah, like the special diamonds that are like, you know, this is a rare one or whatever, because not a mm-hmm. lot of people have done this. Yeah, not heard about that at all. Um, yeah, um, it was. It, we, we were wondering if we we're going to come back and uh, we figured it would be pretty funny if after Generation Zero already being the clusterfuck <laughs> that that was and how that got you <laughs> that we would finish this. But. <laughs> without you as yeah, well. <laughs> I, just, I don't know what it is with this podcast and this crew, but it just like fucks me royally every time. I uh, so I spent like the thirty minutes following that, like disconnecting wires, resetting routers, resetting modems, in a desperate attempt, switching out Cat Five cables, thinking that was going to do anything. Because my internet provider said, "No, there's no problem." It says we're good in your area. So I call them back the next day, and they're like, "Oh yeah, as it turns out, as people woke up." We had a massive outage. I'm like, well, no shit. I could have told you that at about 11 o'clock last <laughs> night when I reported it. Uh, so not pleased. And then you sent me the video of the completion. And I was just like, son of a. And then <laughs> the worst part, and I think I told you guys, was like my wife works from home. She has since <clears throat> pandemic time. So like I'm troubleshooting, doing everything I can. And I just, I, I throw in the flag, like midnight comes around. I'm like, can't do it. So I have to go upstairs, get into bed. And I'm like, Waking up my wife, I was like, I'm going to tell you something. You can't yell at me because I've spent a lot of time troubleshooting this. You're going to have to go into the office tomorrow. <laughs> we have no internet. I'm sorry. And it turns out she had like a 7 a.m. presentation. And I was like, ah, shit. Uh, so, yeah, neither of us slept well. She went into the office. It all worked out. And then uh, it turns out, you know, internet provider admitted yeah, we dropped the ball, massive rolling outage across your area. And I went about a full 12 hours before they resolved the issue. So Jeez, that's that's a long outage. It is a long outage. And you think about all the people that are working from home right now, and that mm-hmm. is the number one provider in our area. And uh, yeah, I'm sure there were a lot of unhappy people. So 
Yeah. I can't complain too much, but I am still bitter and salty that I missed out on the satisfaction of a job well done because I scrubbed a lot of gnome taint to, to help get you guys to 100% Yeah, I on think that. I think you did most of the gnomes. So Yeah. I think I found my groove with that. Yeah, that was my thing. Happy gnomes bent over, cleaning them out. Every nook of that gnome. Is it weird to say that, like, I think I appreciated that game more as a multiplayer experience? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's I think that's probably the best one of the best features of it. Right. Because, I mean, it really is just like hang out and do whatever at that point. Yeah, it was pretty good. And Biff is a giant slacker. He's like the guy that's like, you know, he'd clean the bathroom at work, but he'd leave like the paper towel on the floor. Like what? I wiped the sink. It's like, no. That wasn't that wasn't the job, man. You gotta get it all. Yeah, it's about you know pride in the job, really. Right. Um, no pride with that guy. No pride. Yeah, but I mean, he. I mean, he got the achievement. And you didn't. So I mean, I guess he's. That is. That's not helping the rage level over here. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's not helping. Yeah. So that was. It was. It was fun though. Yeah. Uh, I can talk a little bit about. I, I finished that game last night. The oh really? Mode. Yes. Okay. Um. And that last level, holy shit! It's you're basically doing the inside and outside of a gigantic pyramid. And it took <laughs> it took a few days to get that one done, but uh, now I'm kind of I think I'm over the itch, like I've. I think I've done, I'm done cleaning. Like I would hop in with you guys and do more if we want to do that, but sure. I'm not like driven to be like, Oh, I need to go. I need to go clean this off just for whatever, <clears throat> whatever satisfaction that that gave me. But, uh, so did you the, ever hit like that giant story payoff? Like with all the weird storylines yes, or, or nothing? Yes. So spoilers for the end of power washing, sim- the story for power washing simulator, <laughs> the riveting, <laughs> first person action adventure <laughs> which the story is told all in basically text message bubbles on the side of your window in um but the ending of that game is there is a gigantic volcano that is going to erupt and you find out it's kind of the mayor drilling into the volcano that's causing this um so, you know, there's a whole bunch of ways that you're trying to stop it. You somehow find this statue that if you clean the statue, it stops at one time, but they keep drilling it and then it's exploding some more. And then one of your jobs is like, hey, you need to go clean this RV again. Like this big Winnebago that you've already done. But when you get there, it's just a Winnebago in the desert. And I'm like, oh, OK, is this Breaking Bad? I don't know. But it looked clean, and then you walk up to it, and it just transforms into a uh, alien spaceship. Oh, that is all dirty, and they're like, "Hey, we're from the future. We're coming to the past to warn you about this volcano. That if it erupts, you're all going to die. But uh, we're in the desert, and this thing's dirty. You need to clean off our spaceship so we can keep going." So they basically ripped off Star Trek Picard and was like, this is our story now. 
Yeah. So you clean that off and then they go off into space or whatever. And then the next mission is this gigantic pyramid temple thing. And as you're cleaning it up, it's it's like an Aztec pyramid of and every all the murals and everything in there is of a power like some god that's <laughs> the god of power washing. <laughs> and all the murals are all, like all the jobs that you've already done up until okay. this point. So you're the god essentially? <laughs> yeah, you're the god. You're the power washing god. Um nice. and you're trying to figure out how this all happened and what's going on. And uh you know when you get to the last bit there's like gives you a checklist of like three things that you need to do. And one of them is this gem. And I looked all over trying to find this gem, probably a half hour could not find this gem. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll keep just doing the other things. Finish that. When the gem is the last thing that you need to clean, then the gem shows up, which was bullshit. Oh. So you get on top of the pyramid, clean up the gem. Uh, some airplane comes out of like the volcano and starts shooting at you. Meanwhile, the you clean up the gem, then the aliens come, shoot down the airplane. Uh, the beam comes out of the gem, stops the volcano from erupting. Is this the end of Metal Slug 5? <laughs> it kind of sounds like it, doesn't it? And, uh, <laughs> and then the aliens basically are telling you like how they went in the past and told this ancient civilization about how you were going to be the one to save the world <laughs> and all the exploits that you've done. And they were the one that built this gigantic... <laughs> why (laughs) why was so much thought put into this for power wash simulator Uh, i just don't understand that's amazing yeah and then at the end of the game you uh you uh get a new nozzle that has three sprays on it at the same time so but nice nice well hopefully you grabbed uh epics lawnmower simulator which i think is still free until thursday of this week oh i better get that yeah yeah that probably has an equally impressive story i'm sure yes i mean that's what i'm expecting at this point in these simulator games is the the stories yes the the deep rich intergalactic stories like the fact that somebody put that much thought into it is fucking hilarious yeah i love it love it well i don't think i played much of anything new except well i got a, I get a couple of games in so in between the last recording this one i got uh, screenwave media sent me uh the angry video game one and two deluxe did not remember buying that or pre-ordering <laughs> or had to have been forever ago I had no idea it showed up i was like what is this i'm like okay it's a good game i mean if you like uh you know, Contra style platformers or Meat Boys or it's fine. I've beaten the game. I own it digitally, but kind of cool. It comes with a cool reversible like cover art that fits like early AVGN stuff. Um, random. And then also that showed up out of the mail, I which I intentionally ordered and was excited about was um, that Klonoa whatever remix, whatever it's called. Um you know, after I found out that it wasn't getting a physical release in North America through Bandai Namco uh, Co. or Namcot or however you want to call it, depending on where you live, I was like, well, screw it. Like, that's 
those are games that are worth owning physically. And if they're coming out in a collection and they're 30 bucks digitally, I'm just going to buy them physically. So I went to play Asia. Um, there is a PAL version. I think that has like English text on the cover. Uh, I got the very Japanese can't read it cover, but it pops in plays in English. You know, there's no region restrictions with the switch, which is nice. Um, haven't put a ton of time into it. I started the first game. I mean, it's got a nice visual overhaul. I think, I think there's um, a lot of people who don't understand why Klonoa is good or impressive. And then I think there's people who hit on that early on in the PlayStation life cycle where it's like, all right, like if Nintendo was supporting PlayStation, like this is the quality of like sort of platform where we would get. And that's kind of yeah. where I fell in. I mean, I, I loved and appreciated them for what they were. They certainly, in my opinion, Klonoa one and two were never at home in Sony's ecosystem because it was largely testosterone driven, uh, 14 year olds, which is fine. Um, but they do exist in very good quality games on great consoles that I think a lot of people overlooked. So I think it's really cool to get a physical collection of these games. And yeah, I was going through probably the first 30, 20 minutes of the first one and looks nice, plays nice, plays like I remember. They're kind of quirky, weird games, but man, they're, they're pretty damn cute too you know yeah so this one is is it the an upgrade of the wii one is that so i don't know yeah that's not been clear because that's true that's a good point they did remake the original for the wii um it's it feels more like it was just a straight remaster of like the first game and not necessarily a port or a extension of that wii one but it is the the first two games in the franchise so sure it covers that PlayStation one and PlayStation two entry. Um, it would have been cool to see them do some other stuff. Like I know there was like some GBA or game boy stuff. Plus that, um, wonder Swan, uh, game, mm-hmm. which, I mean, if they were going to really go all out and do a collection, it would have been cool to see, but yeah, yeah still really oh. fun. Is the second one also like a 2d or, you know, like side scroll. Platformer. Yeah, and there's also some 3D segments. Like, I think the initial demo of that one for the PS2 was like the level where Glenna was on like a surfboard and the or like a raft board in the river. You're kind of cruising down and it'll get yeah. a 3D perspective. So, um, but my understanding is most of the game is not full 3D. So, yeah, that, I mean, that's probably the bummer. Like, most of those 2D games just weren't, they didn't sell. Like, nobody wanted right. them on the PS1. Yeah, highly acclaimed. Nobody bought them. Just like Tomba yeah. and Tomba 2. Like, I still get pissed at myself because, like, I showed my friends, like, the demo of Tomba. I was like, Tomba's fucking cool. And I'm like, and the reviews were great. And they're like, this is the lamest shit ever. So I didn't buy it. Like, I wish. I wish I had bought it and held on to it. Cause oh, yeah. We sit on a gold mine. Plus, they were good games. They were weird, but. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, but at least that one is, like, you were marketed right Yes. As a young boy for that game. Whereas Klonoa is like, what is this? I don't right. know. <laughs> I'm not going to buy this. It's this Nintendo crap. That's for kids. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's the sad thing is, is I'm sure it won't sell as well as it probably deserves. And <clears throat> it'll get some critical acclaim, but, you know, it's going to fall under the radar. But uh, yeah. the fact that it's on physical format again, it's reasonably affordable because, I mean, I don't know what the PlayStation version goes for, but having recently sold my copy of the PS2 version, I know that game is 
I don't know, a hundred, 120 bucks, depending on, yeah. you know, whatever the market's at. So it's, uh, it's cool. I'm getting kind of annoyed though, that I've got multiple games now in my collection that have like the weird Japanese, like naming convention on the side of the spine. Cause it's kind of killing me in, on the, in the switch shelf. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So do they There's do more. something different or is it just the kanji that are, yeah, it's just the kanji and then the red. So it's like, man, that stands out a lot. Yeah. It bothers my OCD. But it was very huh. affordable. I mean, hats off to PlayAsia. You know, they sell it to you for like, what, $5 markup and then $10 shipping. Yeah. It's not It's not bad. I think I got it for like 45 bucks. showed up within a month. So they've they do been, a good service. They've been running a sale lately that you get free like airmail too, like really oh, quick really? shipping. So I was been kind of browsing there, but just haven't pulled the trigger on some stuff, but yeah. Yeah. I was out there looking at some other stuff too. And I almost bought, what was it? The Neo Geo pocket collection. And I was oh, like, yeah. well, but it's like seven fighting games, right? Like all mm-hmm. I really want to play is Neo Turf <laughs> masters, metal slug one and two. And that's pretty much it. So right. Yeah. Not for me. Very cool, but not for me. Yeah. And I guess Capcom put out that like arcade classics two volume two thing. Yeah. You see that? Yeah. I, I heard uh, that's like 90% fighting, right? I, I haven't even looked at it. I heard you get like, like sun sun for free. And then the rest you have to like buy piecemeal or something like that. Right. But yeah. It's I weird, don't know. Weird approach. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially cause Capcom is very good about releasing other collections like the beat em up bundles and the fighters collection and. I don't know. In the Street Fighter collection. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How many times can you buy Street Fighter? Right. Well, 85, according to Capcom. (laughs) So in 20 years, we'll be bitching about the Monster Hunter collections, I'm sure. So, yep. (laughs) I still keep having arguments with the guy at work because he loves Elden Rings, loves Darkstalkers, loves all this. I was like, why haven't you played Monster Hunter World? Ah, I hate that crap. Blah blah blah. I'm like, no, it's the same shit. Oh, it's the same stuff. Yeah. I was like, dude, buy it. I'll restart it with you. We'll play it together. That will be ready for two. Because like, all I want to do is ensure that I have three to four people who are gonna play Monster Hunter World two from day one. Because if I don't, shit's gonna get hard, and I need people to do it. So I can't convince him though. I can't yeah. convince him to do it. I feel like that the world one. There was a, I wonder if it was four people where it was almost, it almost got way too hard at four people because they just like yeah, the scale, they scaled it up to four and then, you know, most of the time, yeah. <laughs> not all four people are banging on this monster. I felt like you know? we, we hit our stride because like you and I were like both at like mid game when everybody else abandoned it. And then it was like, okay, two player mid game here on out. We managed to do pretty well. There wasn't a whole lot of failure. I mean, there was failure, yep. but but then that new game plus, fuck that. Yeah. Like, but that said, I'm still very excited for like a proper sequel to that. I really want to get back into it with a, a, a small group. I just, I want something that tells you, hey, if you kill this monster, this is what you will get. <laughs> no, Monster this Hunter what- won't do that. This is they, the thing that you need, and this is the monster. You, if you kill, they barely you will get tell this you what thing. monster to kill. Like they're so vague. <laughs> like we could help you, or you could get fucked. Uh, yeah. Have fun. 
Yeah. That was that was the end for me. It was killing the same grinding and killing the same monster over and over and getting the same shitty stuff that you don't right. need. To try and build that set of armor you needed for the next tier. Yeah. That's yeah, they uh they really don't understand like the ease of quality of life improvements at all in that franchise. And it's, I guess that's kind of what makes it, but man. Oh yeah. I mean, that's people get into that type of stuff. I mean, that's why people who play destiny will play destiny where if you got the good stuff all the time right away, then yeah. Are people still playing destiny? (laughs) Sony must think so if they bought them. Yeah. I, uh, I saw like some of the leaked forge stuff that seems like Halo Infinite might actually become like relevant for the first time since it released. So that seems huh. cool. That's People not a, building. That's not out yeah, yet or no, no forge isn't out. Um, it got kind of leaked early and people are building racetracks. They're building PT demos. They're building huh. all, it looks <laughs> a lot like unity. Um, wow. Or not unity, but unreal. Uh, it looks a lot like how that works. And um, it could probably be what that game needs and probably needed from the get go. Well, it needs co-op too. <laughs> well, yes, hundred percent, but it needs a reason to be relevant and it hasn't had that since it launched. Um, so it could be cool. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I still haven't even hopped into that game yet. I just at all. Nope. Yeah. You did like the first four hours and I was like, no, this needs co-op. My son needs to play with me. I'm not coming back until it has co-op. And yeah, that's kind of the way I was thinking later. too. Yeah. It almost has yeah. been, hasn't it? Jeez. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Holiday season. So my son and I are, are we still, yeah, we're still like third act probably of ODST. So. All right. I can be ready to go within like a couple weekends if I mm-hmm. need it. But what what's the holdup? Like they can't make it happen. That's weird. Cause he almost a year just for a feature like that. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds like development resources, and there's been articles coming out with this Forge leak about how the main campaign and world was like massively scaled down to try and like yeah. cram it into a launch, which I don't know. I mean, I get it. You need a killer launch title, but like to neuter your, your Holy grail in the sake. I mean, they've done it before halo Two, of course, but probably not the best choice. I mean, Sony has basically survived on a console for two years. Also that has had like Jack shit for good IPs. So Mm -hmm. I don't think Xbox would have been hurt by it. They're just remaking their shit. Yeah. What's the big blockbuster for this season? Like them Spider-Man reboot or like their deluxe God of, God of War comes out <sighs> but, this year. Right. Sure. But who does that appeal to? Like that's and not PS4 owners <laughs> as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, and PC owners in a year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's true. I don't know. I mean, I liked God of War for what it, I liked what it attempted. I, I stand by and even horizon zero dawn in the same way. I like the ambition. I like the scope. If you don't make the gameplay fun and engaging though, just, 
just make me a movie and sell it to me on sure you know a dvd and that's how i feel about those and maybe i'm an asshole but i don't know but what what else are we looking forward to bayonetta 3 that's coming out on switch that'll be fine that'll be what eight hours of our time um xbox has nothing for fall and winter is there is there an exclusive release? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Yeah, I think I this think is where shit. the pandemic stuff is really like crushed development because right. now it's just like nobody has anything ready. No development. Consoles are just finally getting into store shelves on the regular. Yeah. And there's still no reason to. I mean, Game Pass is still a nice filler, but. And, you know, you look at video game sales and like how quarter two, you know, the market went down like 14% in the U S and it's like, well, yeah, this is why there's still stuff coming up for the switch, but it's stagnated and nobody, nobody's buying that. Yeah. You know, no, there's still no reason to buy the other next gen consoles, even though you, you know, this podcast owns some, there's, there's no reason to be excited about games in the next six months which is shit really it's pretty sad yeah yeah it's i mean like activision just came out and did their you know quarterly earnings or whatever and it was basically like yeah diablo immortal did not do what we wanted it to do it's like well no, no shit are you kidding me also people f- don't like overwatch 2 okay weird didn't see that coming yep did you see that story about the guy who spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in Diablo Immortal? No. You know? So, and he barely got anything good out of it, but he did get sure. enough. But now his problem is that there's nobody else that is high enough grade to matchmake with him. So sure. he spent all this money and he can't get in a match with anybody. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know. <sighs> The next year is going to be pretty critical, I think, to like if the industry can course correct. Because we're basically on a cycle of multiplayer, never ending games, and then a triple A drought. So mm-hmm. we need like that Breath of the Wild 2. We need some GTA 6. We need, we need some landmark shit. And I can't say that they haven't been graphical improvements. Like Halo Infinite looks great. Horizon Forbidden West looks great. But like, where's this, where's the catalyst to like sell new hardware? Like we're still not even close. It's crazy. There's nothing, you know, they, they've talked about how like the loading stuff was supposed to change games a lot too, but you just don't see that in a, you know, really no. innovative way. No. And the thing is, is like, if it's implemented well, you don't even realize that you don't have it. You know what I yep. mean? Like at the end of it, you're like, holy shit, I just played all that. And nothing stopped. But, you know, that's not like an, oh, wow, as it's happening moment either. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and again, like the whole, the whole problem with like PS5 and like Xbox series where, you're choosing performance versus like 
visual modes and like you're, <laughs> you're just making it so much more situationally relevant to people and like for sure their TV and their HDMI cable, like it's not this cohesive experience, right? Like nobody's getting the same, like I just played metal gear solid on my 13 inch CRT. Like it's not even, it's not even that like, it's so varied because you know, there's people out there still playing it on like 720, like terrible refresh rate, like 13 inch or 20 inch, like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, LCD TVs from 15 years ago and you're just squandering all of it. Yeah. Well, and that's probably you, you're probably sending some of your customers to just finally be like, bite the bullet and be like, get into the PC stuff because you're kind of making them deal with that type of bullshit that they were trying to avoid Yeah, with, with settings and choices and stuff like that where, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And between like steam while steam is maybe as good of it, is good at it but like the epic store and like you know you're like your geforce now like hub and everything it's pretty easy to launch into a game and play it on pc with minimal issue so yeah it's a weird landscape it almost makes you just want to like go back in your back catalog and be like i'm good like we'll let this pay yeah. out in the next few years and i yeah i just you know every Every corporation now, it's just like so fixated on growth yeah. that, and everybody has driven towards subscriptions and recurring revenues and microtransactions that it's really, it's going to be kind of scary. I think in the next five years of what gaming is going to be. Yeah. And that monetary cost of development to get on a AAA console is yeah almost insurmountable for like a mid tier and certainly for an indie yeah yeah you're you're better just target i mean look at the look at the flooded release schedule of the switch like sure there's a shit ton of garbage but like there's 40 new games each month right yeah the same can't be said for everybody else i mean steam of course but that's true yeah there's there's a higher bar i guess for sure well you can only buy so many indie games right right or want to <laughs> yeah know? that's true sometimes you want to get more out of something but you know isn't it like assassin's creed is basically turning into a platform i think they basically said that this is just, just going to be a service as well now where you just buy different piecemeal adventures or whatever yeah yeah what the hell happened like a self-contained like unit of like we built a experience within the confines and, but I guess, you know, that doesn't sell like it doesn't, it doesn't have legs and, you know, look at the Hitman, uh, the Hitman like last three, right? Yeah. Every, every outlet, every media journalist, every buddy in the insides, like this is incredible. These, these are experiences one, two, and three, you know, they're, they're just, phenomenal i know personally almost no one that's played them i I own some of them and i've not even (laughs) gone into them i think i played all i played all three of them all the way through but they i don't know if i bought any of them yeah sure because they were free right free different things yeah. yeah yeah i'm pretty sure i gotten some of them free i know i bought the second one 
on a Black Friday deal for like five bucks, right? So like I didn't early adopt and yeah, it's it's that whole thing. It's like we we all do it. We bitch about like, well, I just want this experience. And then when one comes out, we wait till it hits the bargain bin <laughs> because we're trained to, you know? Yep. Yeah. And then they're it's like, rough. oh, I guess nobody wanted that one. <laughs> yeah. This is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. Um yeah. I can talk about <laughs> How I got screwed on some on a video game. Oh, so uh, this game announced about a year ago, a little over a year ago, called Demon Throttle. Okay, it's a top Racing down game, top down shooter, uh, coming out from Devolver. Okay, kind of an Good indie track record, indie kind of style game. Um, sure. The kicker to it was, it was going, you know on special reserve games, which is a pre-order. One of those bullshit. I love those companies, especially limited run games. Who yeah. haven't sent me Scott Pilgrim yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's great. I love that. I love that stuff. Yep. So this one, they came out and said, it's not coming out digitally. We're not putting this game on any digital storefront. It's only mm-hmm. going to be physically switch, but they're going to, right? Uh, not quite. So I pre-ordered it. It was 40 bucks. Like a week ago, I got an email saying, hey, we're shipping it, you know, 13 months later or something like that. How all of these companies operate. Yeah. Meanwhile, I think it was that same day, maybe the day after. They put out a tweet that says, hey, pre-order Demon Throttle for Switch now. Coming out September 30th. For switch pre-order now and you get a free download of the uh i think it's gato Roboto or something it's the developer's previous game okay so they're putting out another version because what did same. you reserve it for forty dollars no no what what platform uh switch i think it's only going to be on switch okay so it's a new version also on the switch yep ten dollars cheaper you get a free game a free- <laughs> so they butt fucked everybody who crowd so instead of instead of incentivizing everyone who crowdfunded them early on and giving them a digital bonus they took your money developed it and then threw a digital bonus to get additional sales exactly i'm not exactly i just got it today i haven't opened it up i haven't seen what it is but from what i can tell the difference is maybe a bigger box you come it comes with a box Oh my God. I think the standard comes with the same stuff, like an instruction manual and stickers and stuff like that. And you get a free download. It's $10 cheaper. And the worst part is, you know, they announce it the same day that it's like, oh, we're shipping. We, we, we just right. shipped out your order. Oh my God. I hate all these companies. So <clears throat> a little update from me. And I mentioned it like the Scott Pilgrim thing. So I looked, so what you do if you um, buy something from limited run is you go to their production page just to see how like ass raped you're getting from the company. Right. Well, I'm, I'm a year and a half, almost two years in on Scott Pilgrim. Well, the game's produced the vinyl soundtrack because they have to bundle everything. They can't ship it to you individually. God forbid. Uh, the vinyl soundtrack that I also ordered is done manufacturing. So in those statuses, that means that they've shipped or are shipping. So that happened quite a while ago. So I finally, again, 
for the second time in the, over the last 18 plus months messaged them. I was like, Hey, looked at your status page. Both of them say they're manufactured, which should mean I should have a shipping notice and I should be getting that. And they're like, well, how funny thing with the vinyl, uh, they couldn't do all of it. So they only gave us 5,000 copies, which covered almost 50%. And they're going to just try and like piecemeal us more as we move forward. Did they tell anyone who pre-ordered that anything? Fuck no. They just put it out there like tweets all over. Hey, shipping now coming to your house. Just like, fuck you guys. Like (laughs) I hate these companies. And now that they're getting into like shit games, like those LGN games, all of that, it's bullshit. Yeah. You know, that, that, what was it? Strictly limited. I ordered from out of Europe, same bullshit. You know, I waited nine months longer to get my bubble bobble for friends because they're like, we want to wait until all the patches, all the DLCs included. That's the final game. And then a year later I get an email. Hey, haha, there's more coming. Uh, since you ordered the other one, we'll give you a, a discount on getting the full final version. And what do they do? They send me like a postage stamped fucking loose cart in the mail. Like, fuck you. All these companies are bullshit. Yeah. I, I understand when like limited run came out and they were helping indie developers doing small batch physical releases of games that weren't going to come out, but they shifted from that to just straight publishing and then they've tipped the scale from that to what I would just call predatory publishing. It's, it's nostalgia collector's edition publishing for dipshits who will throw money at it, knowing that it's limited, even though it sucks because it might be tied into an IP that is relevant to them or not. But either way, we're doing a small batch number. So buy it as an investment item, yeah. you know, it's just, and it's, it sucks. And all those stuff is it's stuff that doesn't need to be, done i mean they were doing jack and daxter games as a re-release you know it's like those games have been sold millions of times millions of copies different different you know they did an hd collection of them even and it's like what i don't understand why this is a thing other than we're just trying to take money from people yeah it's completely lost sight of the preservation aspect and just completely gone to cash grab. And it makes me a little sad, especially with limited run because like Frank Cifaldi is involved in that. And like, I mean, the man does God's work for the most part, but like knowing that he takes money from that company and is involved in any part of their now what I consider shitty business. Yeah. Makes me a little bit sad. And your story on this game is just like yet another example of, what the hell? Like, how did it get I, so wrong in so few years? You know, I'm I'm almost certain I'd have to go back and check my emails, but I don't think they marketed that this as a collector's edition or a you know special edition of anything. They marketed it as this is the release. Yeah, help this, us fund our indie game, right? This is our yeah, and now it's like oh, now that that one's done, we're shipping them out. We took all your money. Here's this one that has open pre-orders and they're selling it on Amazon for, you know, it's unlimited amount of copies. Yeah. Which defeats the whole, it's the opposite of what they marketed themselves as. And it's, oh my gosh. 
Yeah. Well, so in the line of this, like, I don't think I brought it up yet, but like I got an email update from that uh, Kickstarter, which Kickstarter does its own demon. Right. But like that pie packer. Um, so I, I backed it at like the, well, I'll get the ROM dumper like console thing. So I've had access to pie packer since it went into beta. I've, I've yet to get on their website and use it, but I did purchase the thing that came with like the console reader, so I could dump my own Super Nintendo and NES ROMs. And basically they sent out an email within the last month and a half that was like, hey, turns out these are really expensive manufacturer. Uh, we've painted ourselves into a corner. So our options are either never see it to fruition or make you pay more money. We're still debating. I'm like, all right, I'm out. Like, I'm out at this point. Like, yeah, you got my money. Thanks. We're good. So, yeah. At least with so, Kickstarter, you know that that's, that's the risk. I mean, you, there's inherent right. risk to that. Yeah. But yeah, that's still shitty to, to even have that be like, well. Right. And the, the, the funny part with that platform is it's like, well, you've already got like bring your own ROMs for other consoles. So even if you don't give me the hardware, at least make it so I can drag and drop my own Super Nintendo and NES ROMs into your platform. Because yeah. I don't have to dump it. I got We've all got other methods. It's fine. Yeah. So, yeah. At this point, it's it's hard to put any money toward into somebody saying, I'm going to build this hardware thing. Yeah. Because it feels like they put that are. Put Yeah, That's exactly. coming out. It's, it's just. <laughs> either it's a shitty product if it does come out, or it's right. just uh, they over or underestimate how much it takes to produce. But at least you and I are proud owners of the Atari VCS, so. Mm-hmm. I got a VCS. I'm a I'm an Ouya man myself, so dude, I've been watching Ouya videos lately and like it really makes me mad that I didn't buy one on clearance at Target for like 60 bucks. <laughs> now that it's all like free, open to play, and it's like, yeah, it'd be worth it. I mean, maybe I don't need it, but for 60 bucks it would have been all right. I don't know. Although you wonder how long that's gonna go, right? Like how long is a guy gonna be like the private runner of a open source server for all well <laughs> i mean granted they made two hundred thousand ouyas so there's probably like what five thousand people using them still but if that maybe it's a hundred uh, maybe i'm being but that's not gonna last forever because the whole problem with the ouya is like it needs the online check-in and once that guy's server is down then it's, it's toast gone. yeah it's gone Maybe he'll be kind enough though to like patch it out when he's like, all right, I'm calling her today. Yeah. Which it blows my mind that the people who were hosting it before <laughs> couldn't do that. Right. You have until this date to download this patch or install it on a uh, USB thumb drive or it's bricked. And they're like, now nah, we'll just fuck you. Yeah. We'll fuck everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That thing's mine's gas to, it's probably just the color of dust at this point. Did you really get into it at all or were you just more kind of like curiosity i was more a curiosity i i didn't even go through with most of the emulation stuff which was the stuff that really got my attention when they right. you know initially pitched it but it's one of those things where it's like yeah i don't know emulating on my tv is just still not that much of a better experience than even on my computer you know right so did you buy Towerfall though? I I don't remember if I got it on there or not. 
I would imagine if that was the thing that was, I mean, that was the one thing to get. Yeah. I like how they pitched that though. It's like, that was the success story of the Ouya and it sold 7,000 copies. It's like, Oh, that's really sad. Yeah. I think that that was like a, uh, wasn't the story or something where the developer had to beg for them to be like, can you please release us from our exclusivity deal? Because <laughs> yeah. this is going to <laughs> kill us. picked up Steam other places. I, I own a copy and it's like, yeah, that's a really fun yeah. multiplayer retro style game. But yeah. Ugh. Speaking of disappointments, um, you know, yeah, I mean, you're aware you're, you're in the Midwest, not far from me. And uh, there, there's nothing more exciting to Midwesterners than, than fast food chains that don't exist here opening here. It's like the second coming of Christ, as far as <laughs> Midwesterners are concerned. Uh, so, so we had this little chain restaurant open, which I believe opened exclusively in North Dakota before Minnesota, which is, it, um, that's saying something that's a burn on you, Minnesota. Uh, so slim chickens opens, right? If you're not familiar, I don't know. It's like a Chick-fil-A raisin cane type place. They got boneless wings. They got chicken strips. They got chicken sandwiches. They got a bunch of sauces, right? So it opens here. So usually that means in my area, you might as well pretend it doesn't exist for about two months. Um, it's been open three weeks now. So I get a wild hair up my butt and I was like, they got a good online website. They got curbside pickup. I'm like, how bad could this be? All you know, I, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a guy who takes early lunches. Like I'm at 1130. I'm eating lunch. So I'm like, I'll pick up a family pack. I'll get a bunch of chicken strips, bring it home for the kids, surprise everybody. So I put in this order and they're like, all right, your order's going to be ready at 1129 AM. And I got the family pack, which was supposed to be I think 16 chicken strips, two sides. So I chose Mac and cheese uh, potato salad. Um, and then it was supposed to come with some sauces and a side of Texas toast. Right. So I'm like, whatever comes to 38 bucks. I'm like, all right, I'll drive down there. It's like not that far from my office. So I go there, I get there at, according to my car, um, 1132. So I'm, I'm three minutes past this, this time I'm supposed to pick up my order and it's the typical shit. You pull in, you got an email that says, hey, hit the button that says you're here. Punch in the, the number on the post in front of you that says what number you're at. We'll run your food right out, right? So I do that. And it's new. Uh, like I mentioned, second coming of Christ. So it's busy. Um, I wait a little bit. I give it, I get, I'm, I'm a Midwestern guy. So I give it the Midwestern nice, like 15 minutes. And then I was like, well, it's still not here. So I call them. I was like, hey, I'm just checking. I know you guys just opened. Are you doing the curbside? Cause I've been here for 15 minutes. And he's like, well, yeah, we are. I was like, what's your name? I give him my name. And I hear some talking, blah, 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 blah. Oh, we'll have it right out. Right. So they run it out. Now it's been 20 minutes and they bring me out my bag of food and they hand it to me. And I'm like, all right, thanks. See ya. And that bag is, it's clearly been sitting there the entire 20 minutes and been ready. <laughs> and the inside of the bag is so full of moisture and condensation from the residual heat of the food that was once warm in there that it's just wet. Um, and the, the, the container at the bottom is the chicken strip box, uh, like box, you know, it's like anything like a hamburger box or like Buffalo wild wings box. And it is just 
soaked and crumpled in on the chicken. And then they felt the need to stack the mac and cheese on top of that. And then the uh, potato salad. I was like, oh, and I'm pissed. Like, but I'm like, I got to go. I just wasted half an hour of my hour lunch. I got to get this home to my family. I get home, pull the soggy ass order out. Chicken strips are like maybe lukewarm. They're soggy. The box is disgusting. The macaroni and cheese is like meh warm, but luckily the potato salad had heated up. So that's a bonus. Uh, And then they didn't give me my Texas toast. And I was like, what the fuck? Like you had one job. All you had to do was walk it out to me. I selected curbside. I hit your app. The least you could have done was been like, oh, we effed up. Give us five minutes. We'll do a new fresh order, right? Because, you know, they're just slopping mac and cheese. They're just slopping potato salad. Yeah. Could have done fresh strips. They didn't even bother. And I'm just like, what the frick? Because it never fails. And I've just, I've accepted my lot in life that if I'm going to go out and eat anywhere, anytime, if the order can get fucked up in any way, Small or significant, it's going to happen to me because it always does. But I'm just like, man, all you had to do is walk at 20 feet. Like, if I'd have known you guys were going to suck this bad at curbside, I would have just gone, like, store pickup. Like, I could have walked my fat ass over there and, like, gotten that. Just got it, said, yeah. Yeah, oh, instead I get this, man. like, $40 sad meal. I'm rushing home, shoveling down chicken strips that taste like shit, <laughs> and then, like, rushing back to the office. So, slim chickens. You suck. No, I don't know. First. So Popeye's closed, right? They're, did they? Did they close up there? Or no. They I don't know around? if they did, but the one in Fargo was awful. It was always awful. Okay. Okay. It may not have, but I'm not sure. Huh. Yeah. Fargo so don't was do not. It. Fargo is not the chicken hub of the United States. No, we're not. We're not doing well. We're not doing well at all. So, yeah. But. What are you going to do? I'm the type of person that I give like a, I give something like that one experience. Like they will never get my money again until I'm dead. So yeah, somebody takes me out to dinner there and pays for it. Fine. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a better middle-aged son of a bitch. So. <laughs> yep. I can get a chicken strip at a gas station. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like potato salad. Uh, yeah. So that was my fun. And then, you know, followed by getting back to work and like I told someone I was going. So he got back from lunch and I was like, yeah, fucking, you know, just me going off for 20 minutes on what a place, how much they sucked. And the next person asked, so it took up like a good portion of my afternoon <laughs> and, how bitter, yeah. and how bitter I am at this like fucking chicken fast food place. Yeah. Cause I can't so just let it go. You know, it, it's deeply and it, it's like an, yeah. it's a core memory at this point. <laughs> right. At this point, I might as well tattoo their logo on my arm and put an X across it. Cause yeah, it's just part of who I am. It's my identity. So <laughs> that's the other part of Midwesterners. In addition to loving fast food, we just can't, we do yeah. hold a garage like no other. So yeah. we'll give you yeah. time. We'll give you 20 minutes to make, you know, yeah. just to see if you screw up, but if you that screw Hitler up, guy, that done. Hitler guy, we all still hate him. He's, he's been dead forever, but we can't let it go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, That's pretty good. Yeah. I tell you think, what, though, gas yeah. gas station, just the broaster chicken at any local gas station. What is it about? Midwest rotisserie chicken, yeah. Or, or the deep fried chicken, yeah, you walk in, it's just delicious, isn't it? Yep. 
You don't even know you want it until you see it. Yep. You want potato salad? It's right there in the cooler. Just go get it. So good. And you want a cold milk to wash that down because it's the Midwest? We got you. <laughs> do you think it's a Midwest thing or do you think it's like a 55 and older that, thing? Because uh, I feel like yeah. I don't see any one of my parents drinking like milk with dinner anymore. That's true. I don't drink much milk anymore. I'm lactose intolerant, so I shouldn't. Yeah, you shouldn't. Still, yeah. Occasionally, yeah. <laughs> shouldn't is the key point. Yep. Yeah. That's good. I feel like that's dying. But. Yep. Yeah. That the dairy industry. Yeah. Cheese, though. We're making up for it in cheese. So. Yeah. You know, watch over big cheese, though. You know, they're taking over. <laughs> yep. Uh, I did buy, in more logical news, I did buy some new shelves for my game room, finally. And uh, I... I think we talked about it. Well, we definitely talked about it many episodes ago on the podcast, getting back from Midwest gaming classic and like the horror of my flooded game room. Like I basically couldn't bring myself to be down here following that, like just out of sheer disappointment and I left it as like the shattered tomb of like a uh, Egyptian Pharaoh. Um, but my wife finally convinced me that I should pick up the pieces and I bought some shelves and moved um, all my NES boxes in, I had a bunch in storage in the garage. I had someone bought off Biff, I put some shelves up, put them in extended about four feet past the point where I said my game room would never extend, but I'm, I can live with that. And uh, I now have this beautiful wall as I walk downstairs that just has like virtually every NES box through the console's life cycle in immediate view. And, um, yeah, it looks good. A bunch of accessory boxes too, like the Game Genie, Vantage Controller, the Power Pad, the U-Force. I'm kind of reclaiming my game room again. Like it's almost yeah. usable. It's almost, I mean, that's, it's almost back. That's a powerhouse of a shelf. You know, when you look at yeah. that thing, it's like, oh, wow. That's a... Yeah. But it's almost like, yeah, I have a problem. Like I have all this <laughs> cardboard from like 1985. Like what's wrong with me? Yeah, but it's not just, I don't know, it's not just random games on a shelf either, you know? At least yeah. it's, it's something kind of focused and museum-like quality. Yeah, it is true. It is museum-ish, yeah. I, I, I got one more shelf to put up just to get stuff off the ground a couple inches just to be safe. God forbid it happens again. Mm. But, yeah, I just, it's kind of cool to see because even though I started out like I'm an NES collector, like I never thought I'd have the boxes, like the consoles like that. Right. Like I, that just was never in my mind that I would have. And it's pretty fucking sweet. The only thing that's really irritating is the power set with the power pad and the deluxe set with the Rob. I made the boneheaded assumption measuring the power set box that it was the exact same size as the deluxe set with oh. the rub. It's not, it's like an inch and a half different. So I set that shelf up and was like, fuck. So then I had to like build another shelf underneath with more room, but luckily the U force is taller anyway. So it worked out. Mm, but sure. Yeah. It, had, it hadn't crossed my mind that that would be any bigger, but. Yeah, they probably weren't thinking about shit like that at that like, point. This, we're going to fuck collectors over in 2022. <laughs> we're going to make this box a little bit weird. 
Yeah. Pretty happy with it. So now really all I have to do is get rid of my last few totes of random shit, continue to sell off the stuff that I pulled out of here. And then I think my switch collection is going to like going to get like a proper shelf because I've kind of neglected the switch collection and my kid is like run wild with games are all over the house. I can't, yeah, I can't deal. So I'm going to have to rein that in. Yeah. That's uh switch games are a problem in this house too, where, um, my kid, he, for his switch, he has a little case, little zip up yeah. case with the little red, uh, things yes. that you put the cartridge in, cartridges in fall out and disappear with multiple games very easily. Yep. Or, you know, they'll take games off the shelf, my games off the shelf, and then put them in that thing. And then his games are in other cases. And mm-hmm. it's, oh my gosh. I still can't explain what happened to R-Type Final 2. So I have the disc because I pulled it out of my PS4. I have the box with the added like art book. I have no idea what happened to the case. <laughs> and like my kid wouldn't have touched it. I have no idea what I did with this. I've gone through my whole game room. I can't find it. So. Yeah, it's pissed me off. But yeah, the switch stuff is tough with kids because it's so easy to lose. And like, yeah, like you said, like the case juggling. And I'm pretty sure my son's still traumatized from the lecture he got for losing my breath of the wild the first time. Yeah. And me like raiding his piggy bank and being like, this is a lesson. <laughs> I'm going to Best Buy. <laughs> 50 bucks is gone. Uh, we uh kind of had a situation like that. Um just yesterday oh where uh they had a lego mario out on the t- the kitchen table for whatever okay. reason not on their lego table and uh it was during breakfast and they didn't drink their milk out of their bowl yet and mario went flying in the air landed right in the milk oh no and uh yeah it was my son who's it wasn't his mario so it was he was playing with his brother's Mario. So there was a huge fight between brothers, and it was an ugly scene. And uh, I was not happy. We tried to figure out what we're going to do with this thing. It's not like just water where you just let it dry out, you would think, because it's milk. I mean, I've played that level of Mario Odyssey, and he seemed fine as long as you get him out of the stew <laughs> fast enough. Yep. So, yep. so uh, we put him on the vent. Let them dry out for okay. a day or whatever. Um, halfway through the day, I look at it. There's still like milk on the screen. <laughs> like, this is toast. This is not going to work. Right. Um, tried it this morning. Worked like a charm. No, no problems. No problem whatsoever. <laughs> it's a me, milk you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's impressive though i could not believe it like hats off to lego and nintendo on that yeah because you can take the back off. i mean you take his little pants off and then you take the the battery door but other than that you can't take anything else apart on that thing without breaking it right so the milk i'm almost surprised you're still in there (laughs) yeah i was gonna say i'm almost surprised you didn't like dunk it in water to somewhat clean it out first not that it would have made it any better but yeah yeah that's crazy i mean i guess i had my daughter washer ds or 2ds in the sink at two years old and that thing is still to this day works the only thing it broke is the ribbon cable for the ir camera that i broke when i was drying it out but sure so do you guys um you guys still buy those or did you mostly like 
get them when they were cheap and like do you have the luigi's and the princess no and, we haven't gotten any of those my uh son yeah. wants the luigi one for his yeah, birthday so i was gonna say that's the big debate here is like the luigi starter set not so great but the luigi's mansion set you know that that's hard yeah. not to kind of be like i want that yep so yeah that's and you know it stops situations like this where yeah. one kid is trying <laughs> trying to play with the other kids stuff so yeah well it's nice too when our kids are finally at the age where you can be like all right here's my phone like go through the instructions and you don't have to like essentially do that for them because yeah that was my biggest problem when my son first got him a couple years ago was like all right we both have to be present because he's clearly not getting this but um, for the first time in forever he dove into like his like six or seven unopened ones uh the other weekend and did a full one by himself. He was like super proud of it. And yeah, he did the one where he did like the hammock and like Yoshi in the house. And oh, nice. Yeah. Pretty cool. We still have Bowser's castle to build though too, which is going to be a bitch. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm amazed at what that thing is, but at the same time, I'm not sure the legs on it. It's not fun as a toy, right? Like I, it, even my kid is like, all right, you bounce it a couple times. Like it's cool, but like, yeah, you can build a level, but it's not like it's, it's cool to build the level. Right. But you're not getting anything else from the electronics. I don't think like, no, I don't give I a shit like how many would... coins I got. Yeah, exactly. Know? Like, I feel like it would only be like amazing if you had like a basement with an old pool table that nobody's using and like the pool table mm-hmm. becomes Mario world, you know, like permanently. Yep. Cause yeah, even my kid, it's like, all right, we have to disassemble these to some extent because they have to go back into a cupboard somewhere and you know, they never come back out. They really just don't. But I guess at least it succeeds in like spurring kids creativity to some extent while they're building it, whether or not mm-hmm. they continue to use it. I don't know. Yep. Uh, speaking of Lego. So we uh, downloaded this game on game pass called escape Academy. Okay. Which is kind of a game where you go to a university school because you're really good at escaping escape rooms i hate and this game already yeah exactly it's your perfect uh style of game that you're really into uh but it's very much just that it's you know digital escape rooms okay and you can do them co-op so my son has been getting into that and uh working with us you know it's kind of cool seeing him trying to do you know the wheel spinning in in his head trying to figure this stuff out because a lot of that stuff is kind of esoteric and just kind of like for sure there's nothing in the world that you use on a daily basis that would make you think of some of the things in those type of game you know rooms but anyway he's been kind of obsessed with escape rooms and now he is designing escape rooms with his legos Oh yeah, and um, with some Mario, of it, not not Mario so much, okay. but a lot of other, you know, Harry Potter and what other Spider Man and all those guys that he has. But he'll design some elaborate stuff, and it's always like you're in danger, you're gonna die if this Lego doesn't, you know, figure out the way out of this thing. And then he'll present it in front of you immediately and be like, "Okay, this guy's gonna die." figure out what all of this stuff is Dude, that's pretty awesome it's really cool but it's kind of scaring because i'm not sure if my son's turning into jigsaw or or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Have you succeeded in solving his puzzles? I'm curious. Uh, he's had to prompt me a lot because um, the thing about, you can only you know, do video- so much with Legos, right? Yeah. The thing about video games is you can make them look exactly how you want them to look. Legos, it's uh, you got to use your imagination and that's pretty tough to do when you're trying to figure out to solve the problem. <laughs> that's pretty cool, though. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. It's neat. Yeah. He's really gotten into that type of stuff. Um, Have you taken so, him to an actual escape room yet? That's the no, next thing? No, I think that that'll probably yeah. be one of the next things. Um, next time you guys are in Fargo, that Kingpins, you'll have to check it out. He'll have yeah. four choices to choose from. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think he'd probably enjoy that a lot. Yeah. But he definitely likes the, the, the making the escape room stuff. So, Either he turns into that where he's, you know, trapping people. Have you introduced him to Tecmo's Deception yet? (laughs) Because he might really get into that. He might really get into that, yeah. Yeah. Even even more worrisome than, you know, like trapping and killing people. I'm worried that he might get into like D&D where he's like a, you know, dungeon master. So Yeah. You know what's weird is like after that last Stranger Things episode or season... I think like my entire family was like, D and my wife's even like, have you ever played that? I'm like, we're not going down this rabbit hole. Like, <laughs> not <I> just, again. <laughs> like I understand the appeal. Like I'm, we're not doing this. Like it's not going to work out as a family. <laughs> it's going to be fights. Like it feels awkward to me. Like we're not, we're not going to do it. Yeah. Oh. It'd be sweet if your kid was like a sweet dungeon master though. And we're just like, I don't understand what's happening, but just go for it. Yeah. Uh, I, that's a, for as much of a nerd as I've been my whole life, I'm surprised that I've never just happened into a D and D game at some point. But I think it's like that weird cross section of like you need to be a nerd and also not introverted, like horribly, and like yeah, that's a line that like that those things tend to cross over more often than not, and I think that's why I've never done it either. It's just like, oh, I have to like fantasy role play in front of other people in my head, and <laughs> like no. Like I'm gonna nope. I'm I just trying talk. to keep myself together. Right yeah, now. like I can barely formulate the thoughts in my own head. Like this isn't happening. Yeah, if you can find that, if you can find that, like, and if you can hit that right personality chord of like awesomely nerdy and not embarrassed or like hindered by it, like that's that's a good chord to strike. Yeah, I I think it'd be fun, but we need more Eddies in the world. Yes. Speaking we need of that, more I, sixth I, year seniors. Maybe we can wait till next week, but I finally no, finished that. I finished that. Okay. Stranger Things. And yeah, we, we definitely need more Eddie. But. It's quite the finale, right? Yeah. I still, I still think Eddie's coming back. I think, I think Vecna is going to bring him back. And I think Eddie is going to be a minion of darkness. And then I think he'll get a redemption arc where he still has the willpower to turn on Vecna and becomes part of the final story. It's my, Ooh, it's my guess. Sure, I could see that. Cause like, he's the guy who did it once before. Right. So yeah, he can do it again. Yeah. 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 What a cliffhanger, right? Like, so what did you think? Like, would you rank that se- or that season? Like pretty high. So it ended pretty well. The only thing I didn't like about this season is everything was so segregated. Everybody right. was in so such different spots and that you really only wanted to see if, if there was one 
part of the story that was really interesting to you, you hated the other parts because right. you just wanted to get back to the other ones. And the sad part was it was the stuff with Eleven that you didn't care about, right? Right. Which is yeah. the main point of the other seasons. Yeah. And I totally called what all of that was about in the first place. So I yeah. knew I kind of figured that out way ahead of where that was going. But yeah, it was kind of easy to pick up on like the Vecna undertones. And like, I mean, yeah. the way it happened, you maybe didn't know, but you knew. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. You know, all that time in Russia, you just, you saw those trailers and you're like, oh, you, that's probably like an episode or two of them getting back or something like that. Right. No, it's the entire season. You know, it's like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> and that's the one storyline, like, well, entertaining. I hated because like, there is no necessary payoff for it. Cause you're like, we have to attack them here to help the kids. And like, you see things happening and the kids winning, but it's kind of, I mean, I guess they didn't say there was no correlation, but it's pretty clear that there's zero correlation between anything they did and helping the other kids back in like, you know, the town. So yeah. It was like, all right, it was like a weird love story with a comedic relief that didn't need to be in there, but I don't know. But the acting was so good. Like the new the new comedic relief characters, the, you know, all of it was just. Yeah, they pretty much nailed all the new people. All the right. new characters are pretty good, yeah. Because, I mean, they were they were really going for like the Hellraiser, like. Friday the 13th mm -hmm. I remember for Elm street vibe. And they just more so than any other genre in horror that they've tried to ape. They nailed this one, like pretty much spot on. Yeah, good. I would agree with that. It'll be interesting. The last season that'll be, yeah. it'll be pretty good. I still drastically disagree with using Metallica as the guitar solo, but you know, that's just me not liking Metallica. Oh, I, I like that part quite a bit, but it is Have funny you seen people that are like doing the math really like that album came out like one month prior to the date. <laughs> and then like, how did Eddie memorize this entire guitar solo? And it's like, Oh my God, let's just not ruin this. It's a dumb show. Right. Well, I mean, that's, it's, how can you take it seriously when the guy's like, you got 20 seconds left and he's like, well, I better whip out the solo quick. Right. You know? Yeah. We're going to take all these batteries and make a big amp stack. And yeah. I'm, it definitely feels old. It makes you feel old though when it's like, oh wow, the kids are getting into are, are discovering Metallica. It's like, oh right. no. <laughs> yeah. They've made Metal Cool again. Did you watch any of the behind the scenes uh that actor? Like like apparently he's played guitar his whole life and like he actually memorized the best of his ability, like that whole solo. Oh, cool. So I guess aside from like some intricate like picking scenes, like it's all him. Like he's actually playing it, he played it, wow, accurately. So I guess he gets to play with me. Or I don't know if he played with Metallica yet, but he's already met Metallica since. Because like Metallica's in love with this shit, of course. But yeah, because probably it the most makes some money. Metallica's been in yeah. five years. So <sighs> now I can sell more Target T-shirts to the Kardashians. Either that, or they did it without asking Metallica, and then Metallica sued him. So now they're all. Lars is real pissed. <laughs> yeah, no. They're forever attached to him now. They That's a meme make somebody a percentage. should make is just Lars burning like stacks of like Stranger Things DVDs. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. No, it's, uh, 
it's a, it's such a show that like I had such high hopes for and it just let me down every time that when season four came around, they're just like, all right, like, yeah, they still got it. So, but it is weird that, like you mentioned, like those, di- those divergent storylines, which are there for a reason, obviously, cause it was filmed during the pandemic, but it really does kind of like, you go from like, all right, this is the piece I want to see. Like I'm bored. Like let's, yeah, let's get past it. I, th- I think it's hilarious too. Cause like the, the surfer boy pizza that they put on at Walmart, you know, that you could buy, um, mm-hmm. it had like the punch out, like grid goggles to put on your eyes. Well, they were selling it from the launch of the series, uh, season four. <laughs> it's like, well, it was like two months later that it came out and you realized like the one scene that that was in. So the whole time, like we had bought them the first time, it's like, why are these weird? Like, why can't I see through the glasses? Like, why is it, why is it cardboarded out? And then you realize it like way too late. So. Which. Would those get immediately soggy wet as soon as you get hopped in there? Yes. In the water, but. I'm curious, like spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it, but what is your take? I debate on this. My, uh, I think Biff and his wife debate on this. Is the final scene of 11 going into the void signifying that the other chick is dead or that she's simply brain dead? I, I vote. And I think Biff does too, that she's deceased. She passed away. But do you think that that just means that she's currently brain dead and has a chance to come back? Boy. Cause I feel like they tried to end it on like a down note. Like everything was kind of like we're crumbled, but we're together. And then she's like the void, but you know there's nothing I mean? there. Yeah. Like Max, Max is dead. Yes. Yeah. That's... Yeah. I guess I just assume that she's just, you know, in a coma that she can't reach okay. them at this point, but yeah, I could see it. I mean, they, they almost went all the way. It's weird that they just didn't do it if they were going to do that, but right. Yeah. Cripple a teenager and make her blind. And yeah. 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 I don't know. I, I, I'm still sticking by she's dead, but maybe she's not. I don't know. I did love that scene where they, uh, just basically ripped that guy in half. The jock. Yeah. Yeah. How to just <clears throat> give him no time. No, no screen time. Yeah. It's just like, we're ripping you in half and we're moving on. Yeah. I love, I love that too. Like sticking with the trope of like every horror movie in the eighties and nineties, early nineties of like every jock with Letterman's jacket is just a sociopath that, is on a murderous fucking tirade, like <laughs> fucking his tree leader girlfriend and like killing everybody else for no reason. His daddy owns the car lot. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was almost hard to watch. That scene was for sure hard to watch, but yeah, I, and I still don't like, I still don't like the three approaching Vecna because like, it's proven how powerful he is. So like, I just don't buy the fact that like a guy who's already been burned you throw a Molotov cocktail on him and like, he didn't have the ability to just like Insta fucking mind kill you like that. I think <laughs> that's, that's bullshit, but, and then, you know, the whole point of like giving the 70 pound girl who soaking wet, like the sawed off shotgun and like that didn't kick back on her at all. Like, come on, <laughs> like first shot, the thing was like smoking off her forehead and she was done for, you know what I mean? But I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. Like, I wonder how much Netflix is giving them for a budget on season five. Cause it's going to have to be just outrageous. Mm-hmm. I just hope they have it written and they know where it's going and not some 
or at least a shows. loose outline, right? Cause yeah. you know, they're going to have to adjust it based on like these characters being at least two years older, if not more than they had anticipated from the time they set out at it. It's well, I mean, yeah, it's going to be graduation time. Right. Or, you know, right. But they're gonna be like 35. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's good. I'm, I'm bummed that it's 2025 though, right? Like we need to wait. Jeez. Like is it 20? Yeah. 2025. I think. Wow. Or four. Wow. No, maybe. Four. I don't know. Either way. It's at least two years. How much it's of nuts. that is just Netflix? Like we need you to stay a subscriber for at least two more years. Right. Did I keep going on that same argument with my wife? I was like, if there's one subscription service we don't need, it's Netflix. I'm like, I understand there are things you watch on Netflix we can subscribe for two months out of the year. I'm like, we'll do June and December. Watch mm-hmm. whatever you want, but let's get rid of it. Cause it's like, I've been doing inventory and it's like, man, we got that. We got Paramount. We got HBO, Philo, the Hulu Disney bundle. Cause I, I made the argument that the Hulu Disney bundle is the best like gamble, like as far as content. And then I was like, we can get rid of everything else. Just go YouTube. We got a Plex server we got access to. We're good. But I can't win that argument. It's it's something that just Netflix has lasted so long that she can't not just click on it, I think. And just, yeah, just see what's on there. Yeah. Right. Shit. Shit's what's on there most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be the first one to go for us, I think, too. I think my actually my wife would probably agree to that. It's just one of those things that we haven't done. Yeah. Yeah, I need to get rid of it. It's it just simply isn't worth the money. Like not not for the course of a year. You know no. what I mean? It's worth sixty bucks a year. It's not worth well, maybe not. No, it's worth thirty bucks a year, two months. It's not worth uh it's not worth more than that. Especially if they're gonna start charging me for my mom that uses it like once a month. Yes, that whole geocoding so. thing is bullshit. <laughs> yes. I mean, they have a point, but still, come on. You can't raise your business. You can't do growth of your business on that fact, knowing that that's happening, and then one day being like, oh, we're going to crack down. Plus, in a world where VPNs exist, like, who are you to tell me where my IP is coming from? <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck you. <laughs> it's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. Well, with that, I guess we could probably wrap it up. Yeah, we can. I can do that. Nice. So uh, we'd love to hear from you. You got a message. You uh, have an opinion on what the ending of Stranger Things season four, it means. We'd like to hear your opinion. Uh, Our email is weekend rental podcast at gmail.com so uh just shoot us a message over there and we'll for sure read it we're also on facebook twitter that's about it and uh youtubes yeah definitely check out our youtube which we just hit a milestone that we were just celebrating earlier so 100 subscribers we got a custom url everybody it's youtube slash c slash weekend rental which is Kind of easy to remember. I don't know. Or if you just listen to this audio version, there's no reason to go over there, but you could. You could. I mean, if you, if you want to listen to us in a video format, semi-video format. Right. 
You could. We have you endless could, loops of weird gifts we've made. So it's great. You could, wait, you could waste your bandwidth on uh <laughs> on your work computer. Yeah. That's that's what we're made for. Uh yeah. But uh with that I'll I guess I'll say be kind, rewind. Fuck slim chickens. <laughs> Cancel nets uh subscribe to YouTube. Cancel Netflix. <laughs> <laughs>